Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Sit down to eat his meal. He show up. Go, I'll take that. Poof. He'd well, you know, up. when when uh, Superman jumped the shark, they had Mister Majestic. So I guess for Star Trek, they had uh, Q. Yeah. Um, Bob Neal was the star. There's nothing really interesting there, but no, it's a good one. So we would recommend that episode if, yes. uh, as episodes go, and that is July 18th. You get to uh, Sherilyn joins us uh, and to do one of the movies uh, of Percy Kamada. And so it was pretty cool. You're going into <laughs> August. Yes, August 8th. <clears throat> August 8th was a really cool one. It was Ghost Shark. I like that movie. Yeah, and you had a really good friend of yours, a comedian who. Uh... So um, there, I was at an open mic. It was my open mic actually, and the Chris Gasler got on stage and he just relayed this. He told his routine and then he interrupted himself and he goes, "Fuck that! This is not comedy. No laughing." And he told us how much how great Ghost Shark was. But that just got me thinking. I checked it out. And, yeah, it was on YouTube. So I immediately called to you, please, please, do this once, please. And you said, okay. And so he came on and I played his stand up on the show. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great. And he was like, he actually led us in the world of the cinema's ghost yeah. shark. Do you remember yeah. Night Court's Bull was in it? Yeah, Richard Bull. But he was good at it. You know, yeah, he uh, really definitely good. had a good time. Yeah. It's so weird. It's either like TV Christmas movies or TV go uh, shark movies. Oh, Christmas shark. Holy shit. I got to write that down. Since it was a ghost and it was a shark, it could yes. ghost appear anywhere where there was water. It was, remember a guy who was drinking from water yeah, cooler and he gets all Fucking fucked up. Remember that? It's, yeah, a shark, a ghost shark jump kind of leaps out of his water. Yeah, he split into parts. Oh my god, there's like well, wasn't there a slip and slide? And at the end of the slip and slide was a ghost shark, and the kids were like, we <laughs> gulp. Gulp. All they didn't do was the burp joke. There is a plethora these shark TV movie shark movies and Roger Corman's to blame the shock the post well, and then of course Nato. Sharknado was yeah. like yeah that was definitely uh, day one on a lot of it but this one was good out of, out of a lot of, I think this was better than Sharknado honestly really that was with Tara Reid oh yeah and Brian uh, yeah I guess you're right no I'm gonna call it I mean it's fine but what, what are we arguing about Ghost Shark's better <laughs> On August fifteenth, oh, Warren Oates. Yes, another Warren Oates movie. Where and based on a Hemingway story, wasn't it? No. Yes. Based on it, a, it was Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. It was yeah. A story called My Old Man. So she's she's like a farm girl, and her like he her strained dad shows up, who's Warren Oates, and they just go off. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Well, it started off. It was a little unbelievable in the real world. It started off. You're going to be with me for the summer. And then it just turned into she lives with me now. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. But wasn't he like a horse racer or like yeah. into horses? Yeah. So he was a trainer. He was a trainer. He worked the horses and he. Yeah. And it was sort of like a. Uh, always on the edge, like I'm either a loser and a failure or I'm a winner. And he was always teetering. You know? Yeah. For about four scenes, he was a late horse trainer. I want that fucking slopped over here. He was large in the you know, and then he would be like, I've lost all my money. It's a hat is hanging over his head. I don't yeah. know. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, it was another Warren Notes movie on YouTube. So that was pretty cool. Uh, 
yeah. Next was the switcheroo. August 22nd, we watched Tracks with Shadow Stevens. Yeah, and it's a switcheroo because I've seen it a hundred times. I had the I found the video cassette on Tower at Tower Records. Uh yeah. So track tracks with Shadow Stevens, and he is a 80s renegade uh vigilante mercenary that's the word that kind of but all in one he he does the jungle he does the cities and he cleans out the town and yeah. he comes by a lot of shooting a lot of shooting he decided despite priscilla barnes uh objections or maybe he secretly likes it he goes into a shithole town and cleans it up while he pursues his dream to bake cookies and <laughs> he makes a friend Dieter. And remember, Dieter got shot. Yeah. And they asked how much blood. Yeah. He lost, and he said a liter of blood. And they and Shadow Stevens said, "Damn, Dieter lost the liter." <laughs> Wait, do you remember when he offered a cookie to Robert Davi? See, this the is gangster? one you need to see. Also, yeah. not just listen to our show. This is a yeah. Okay, that's exactly right. So please go to YouTube. The point of this show is there are these free movies on YouTube, and they can't find them anywhere. The people would pursue. Just go look up tracks. T R A X X. Yeah, nineteen eighty eight. It's Watch not the movie. And then this is the second time we had done it, and we're blabbling about it again. So God bless that movie. Now the next one's also kind of a switcheroo. August 29th, twenty one. We for a second time watched. Head, 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 head from 1968. It's Monkey's Farewell uh, movie theatrical. And uh, we had done it earlier. And uh, this is another movie where we recommend watch it without, well, if you haven't seen it, watch it yeah. first. And you can do it on YouTube. All the songs, the Monkey songs, Later Day songs, the ones, uh, the Dolphin song, all Dolphin. of them are there. And basically, they. Cameos, cameos. Tons of uh, 60s cameos that Nestor Nicello. There's just like, uh, they just they jump off a bridge in the beginning of the movie. They're that's done right. with being pop stars. That's right. But that's not the way it happens. And they <laughs> go into a whirlwind of studio lot setups. And they go into a sound effects. cleaner. They go through Victor and they get they get stuck in Victor Mature's hair. And they, they uh, yeah, just, uh, it's, they, at the end, they don't die. They just get carried off. You know, piece of pop culture. Uh, yeah. Uh, movie. Monkeys are the craziest people, says the cow that Frank Zappa carries. Yeah, it's good, you know, but it's also kind of a weird piss movie because uh, it is what you want to see as a TV version of uh, a, a movie version of a TV show. And it's more you grown want, up. Yeah, more grown up and also kind of biting the hand that feeds you and just saying, you know, their angle was saying we were manufactured but we can't escape it now. You know, now that we did this fake gimmick and you bought it, we'll never Blaine escape being that. Gift to seven-year-olds. <laughs> oh, right. Harry Garden. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's a Sonny Liston. It's Sonny like, Liston, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, Biden. and oh, Mickey, you're so fine. Tony Basil. Tony Basil. Yeah, she thing. choreographs. Yeah, the famous uh, 60s choreographer. Uh, dances with uh, Mickey Jones. So yeah, it's a uh, Jack Davey, Davey Jones. Jack Nicholson yeah. was part of the writing, right? And so that's what I'm saying. Bob Robinson and Jack Nicholson they had cinema dreams, and right. they kind of part of this movie is just like separating themselves from the monkeys, which they created and they profited from. 
Right, right. And and it was really a um, misleading campaign. It was like it was like destined to bomb. It was a poorly timed release date uh, because it was two months after the monkeys were canceled. I don't know. They only made 16 grand. <laughs> really? Yeah. A meager $16,111 in ticket sales. That's crazy. Right. It is because we're talking nationwide. Next, you made me endure a piece of crap <laughs> on September 5th called Full Body Massage 1995. And you're all apologetic for it. Oh, you know, the director, director. And, yeah, oh, the famous director. Listen, that director made a movie. That his, his films are so rare. Nicholas Roag. Uh, I believe he's pronounced, and then boom, out of nowhere, he made a shitty six. He made like he's he's so like venerated that by the only work he could get is an exclusive film on Showtime, yeah, you know. And they had to show titties, but the the titties, all about the titties, yes. But Mimi Rogers is fantastic in this movie, titties wise. Well, first off, she she did so much, her body's amazing, like you know. Yeah, it's, you know, Linda Hamilton, like, just built and... You're about to say she did a good acting job. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to defend this movie. I I know. Uh, uh, Brian Brown, who we know from Cocktail primarily, right? He was Finch. Give my regards to Broad Street. Uh, we saw him in. Oh, yeah. Very memorable, I'm sure. <laughs> Don't you remember he was Paul McCartney's, like, business, business manager? Remember? And he oh, said, was he? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All he right. Goes, yeah. This could lead to unforeseen consequences. He goes, like what? He goes, well, I, they're unforeseen. <laughs> that was Finch from Cocktail? Wow. Brian accent? Brown. Uh, well, that, oh, if you mean that was me, <laughs> yes, that was my attempt. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we uh, decided to stop the world of Nicholas Roeg and go into where it's at from 1969. And we, that episode aired September 12th. And, right. and it is a kind of family drama set in the world of madmen and hippies. Madmen, in this case, being a casino owner yeah. whose son is just, he's where it's at, man. He's yeah. where it's at. Uh, but dad wants him to learn the world of Las Vegas lore. And he does. He goes well, I mean, they're, they're casino. He's a casino owner and he gets yeah. shares in it. Remember, but he becomes father versus son. Right. And also the casino did not get any opening credit. It was not listed in the opening credits. Uh, yeah. So we, there, there is some kind of adversary. And then you also have like, I don't know, in the long journeys, the long family drama, what I'm saying is like it's there's some play like aspects where they they talk in the office and they're all just like oh but dad no son but yeah it's kind of a generational thing generation Vaccaro Brenda Vaccaro she's good I don't know I didn't like that movie at all to be honest with you Don Rickles Don Rickles well as a janitor yeah he was well he was a pit uh, he was he pit was boss a yeah no no but, he was a dealer and he got caught okay if you don't like it forget it because it's okay here's something interesting though uh richard kimball uh david jansen right right he was in bonzo goes to college oh well uncredited 
a football guy like Jeff. oh that's cool yeah he must have been young and they're like we need you mm -hmm. uh my big break freddie i hope you see me when you, when you do the treacle the threequel of uh bonzo yeah you bonzo. remember that bonzo movie yeah there was a big hit yeah i mean this well, there was bedtime for Bonzo. Bonzo goes to college, and then the third movie in the there sequel. Was a third? No, they should be. They should be like Bonzo Infinity. <laughs> yeah, Bonzo if Revolution. There was a third Bonzo movie. I wish they would make it 1950s and black and white. Really yeah, well, do. Well, don't you feel like Airbud and all those like made-for-video uh, movies of like young little yeah. dogs or animatronic animals, like in live-action adventures? Yeah, you know, it's kind of old hat, but. You know, it's a, it's a thriving business. Oh, all right. Uh, so where it's at, yeah, it, it definitely, like, if you want to check out Las Vegas in the 60s, after watching Las Vegas Lady from the 70s, please do. Uh, it does show some of the casinos. The clothes are pretty cool. I like that, the David Hansen. Now, show. as a movie, this does have a story, and it's not a great movie, but no. you could, Is I wouldn't recommend watching it on your own, but you could, if you, it, it, you won't. You, it doesn't suck, suck. No, it isn't. So, you know, you get these performances in the story, but you do get, oh, like, do 60s remember, Vegas. Like, he gives Brenda Vaccaro an order, right? Like, real sternly, get him up. And then she goes, okay, right away, and I quit. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, I do remember. Out, and he goes, why? He goes, because I'm sensitive. And then he goes, well, I'm sorry. And then she goes, well, okay then. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of that in the film, but still, it. it yeah. I'm not saying it was a good film. I mean, it's pretty corny. How about that? Uh, I don't know. Remember that he that his wife wanted to cheat with him and go with the son. Yeah, and then like he didn't. He didn't leave her. Like it. it I don't know. There's some interesting things in there that aren't camp and. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those movies where uh, they want to do a drama, but they want to set it in today's, you know, yeah, generation gap. It was a generation gap. Yeah. You know, it was the, how dad and son here, this is dad and this is son. Can't argue it out. All right. But it was pretty dry. Now we're going to watch Wild in the Streets coming up sometime soon. Yeah. That's going to be one of your it's upcoming a, it's movies. One, just like that generational. It's exactly what you're just describing. It's the 60s, you know, don't trust anyone over 30. Yeah. And we actually watched a movie called Gas. Uh, don't ask me how yeah. to spell it. Uh, Roger Corman directed it. Like, it was definitely like a 50s Mad Magazine parody of the world of hippies. And uh, there was some of that in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to keep going because I don't remember what I was saying. Going, keep going. You're going to go in coconuts. I'm going coconuts. On September 19th, we watched the Donnie and Marie theatrically released movie uh, from, you know, vintage 70s. It's called Going Coconuts. They, as Donnie and Marie, have the opportunity to perform in Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> and... And they go on a plane. The, the, it's so funny. The movie, it's one of those movies where they, Barry McKenzie was guilty of it too. It starts on a plane ride and ends on a plane ride. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got the opening credits on the plane. We're going they, they, somewhere. We're going home. Yeah. So they go to Hawaii to perform. Uh, and actually the Brady Bunch are on their flight. That was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Kenneth Mars. Kenneth Mars again from Young Frankenstein. Yeah, well, you were saying, oh, yeah, you know, now I remember who he is. He's definitely an outsized guy. Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny in this. So it, this is one of those mix-ups where 
bad guys have a MacGuffin or some kind of like something idol or some. Well, there luggage. was the necklace, you see, and the necklace. The necklace. Had, yeah, in the end, you learned because I spoil everything. I spoil. In the end, you learn that it's a, a a map. It's a chain of islands, you know, and it's a yeah. map where the treasure is. Man, well, it's uh, and and it has a Ted Cassidy who played Lurch. And, yeah, uh, yeah, he did a really good job. I thought. Uh, look, look, it was the Donnie and Marie part was very bad, but the part in which the villains were together was pretty good. That, you got so you got two movies. You have super young Donnie and Marie. Uh, like if you want to watch them on TV, uh, you can watch that part of the movie. And then if you want to watch, you know, Lurch from Adam's family without the makeup, hanging out with Kenneth Mars, you know, yeah, yeah definitely Making an alliance with the Asians. Well, it was yeah, and then they have a musical number. I, I should mention Donnie Marie, not the villains. <laughs> and so they at the Hawaiian hotel, and then after the number is done, literally they resolve the conflict and they get on the plane and the credits roll that the plane flies off. So it's well worth it. It's no going bananas. And the, and in the real world, the uh, girl he falls in love with as he's getting on the plane becomes his real, Donnie's real wife. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 30 well, years. Good to go. Uh, next movie up is, uh, oh, my God. In, uh, so two days after my birthday on October 3rd. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, we watched a movie directed by Alan Smithy. It's called Stitches from 1985. Yeah. And it stars Parker Stevenson or Stephen Parkinson. Right. And uh, it's basically Frank the Hardy. Frank Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, right. The Hardy boys. And uh, they are just like party boys themselves. They're yeah. not Hardy boys. They're party boys. And they're, right. Yeah, at a medical school. And they do like wacky 80s pranks, like naked and uh, pretend to be cadavers. And then women show up. They jump out. And there's a lot of like, you know, I don't know, Brent Kavanaugh's kind of humor, like just frat yes. boys, sexual, uh, just kind of phrasing. But one of the more interesting pranks they do is that uh, the, the girls get even after like some panty watch or something. Right. They get uh, none other than the unknown comic. Right. Is, yeah. And he's not in costume. He's just the act. He's acting to uh, come in. Mary Langston. Marie, yeah, man. He comes, Marie Langston comes in and he, uh, Ask, tells her all the doctor male doctors to drop their pants to, <laughs> so he can evaluate their penises, which yeah. he does. He does one by inspection. One. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he inspects their penises and gives commentary. That's the only moment in the movie I really remember. Oh, there was one guy who was party over here. <laughs> well, no look, they all would party, but Parker Stevenson would party hardy. Boys. <laughs> well, in the trailer, and I remember in the movie, this guy with a froggy voice goes, party upstairs he goes, there's no party upstairs it was party downstairs i remember that yeah it was uh, a really bad movie don't see this movie and i think wasn't that was buddy epson or like some kind of like well uh, eddie albert you know eddie albert, green, right. acres green, green acres which like, is the superior hill beverly hillbillies right uh, i prefer that over that yeah so he did he's the evil dean and during the festival the medical school have where everyone dresses up as parts of the face uh they seek revenge so yeah it's terrible we're gonna keep going uh brimstone and treacle was our movie on october 10th october 10th 2021 uh it is a 1982 movie based on the dennis potter very somber depressing yeah. content warning trigger warning mm -hmm. uh sexual uh assault 
movie basically yeah you know there is a guy sting. so young sting cons his way into a household right with, with a family that has a daughter that is kind of just disabled bound. yeah mis disabled and and can't really get out of the bed and he's so charming and oily and the the, the parents are so disconnected from everything at this point they it, gets them, it makes them gullible yeah well the, he, this guy's really gullible he becomes a nanny and he completely assaults her and uh yeah basically basically he kind of integrates his, the family into the family and the family breaks apart until he leaves and he gets suckered at the end right until he and he does get suckered right yes, or at least he, it's implied yeah a cad a sting like cad walks up to sting himself at the end of this movie and says hey buddy how are you doing hey i remember you from the army the yeah. navy the military yeah. <laughs> shanty yes shanty i was thinking the only reason why we watched that movie is i thought it was the frankenstein movie with jennifer beale and sting uh -huh. the bride. Yeah. i was yeah. like oh shit the bride is on there yeah brimstone that was the frankenstein's monster right no. uh, and then no so that thing it got it got like he made it like a big deal because he was in it and so money was, was made from the film that's right the, the police had a song that was a hit from the, the movie yeah they had also it, it was yeah it was called spread a little happiness and he was the template for the character constantine in the dc universe of comic books right the alan Moore chain smoking uh he's he's part of justice league dark carl get with the times uh, he yeah, was, was introduced a, in swamp thing that's right yeah well Elmore was writing it at the time that's how he got the credit and also it was keanu reeves movie give it a right. time yeah i'd never finished that movie uh, our next movie is one of my top five i keep saying top five it's probably six by this point of this list hostage hotel carl yeah. hostage hotel from 1999 we watched yeah. that on october 17th awful film don't watch it if you're don't do this at home okay yeah, you know, watch it with us. It's basically Burt Reynolds had a series of made-for-TBS or TNT movies where he played a particular character, like a cop or detective. And each movie, and he had like Brian, was it Brian Dennehy? The, yeah. Not Dennehy. No, no, it no. wasn't. Please tell me the guy's name. We always mess that up. Hal Needham. No, well, Hal Needham's a oh, director. right, right. I'm so sorry. It was Charles Dunning. Charles Dunning, Sterning, yeah, Sterning. He he looked better, uh, you know. Uh, he uh, so you mentioned Hal Needham. Hal Needham, of course, is the famous director of stuntman who directed yeah. Soaking the Bandit, Stroker Ace, several movies with Burt Reynolds. Right. In this movie, he is uh, has the Alan Smithy moniker. This is directed by Alan Smithy. He disassociated himself from this TV movie. There is a hostage situation in a hotel. They call Burt Reynolds. Oh, Brian. it's horrible. He uh, stands up from the table. Like, move. He looks like me behind you. That's how bad that guy was uh these are all uh so yeah all right less said the better but i do like that movie a lot oh that's me at sketch fest yeah see i look like brian dennehy in all these 
Oh, that's me and the Godfather. Oh, we're, we're doing a video thing. Oh, yeah, Carl. All right, we're going to keep going. Yeah, that was a disaster. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, no, it's a beautiful club, and I, I did it wrong. Uh, on October 24th, uh, I we watched uh, I we watched Chilt from 1979, which is a Brooke Shields movie, right? Uh, no stranger to us, uh, and she was really good in this. She was literally 14 years old, and she, uh, you know, it was like Thunderground but with pinball. So instead of doing street fighting, she would go and uh, go to the arcade and hustle uh, dudes. Uh, and then yeah. himself says, hey, you're hustling. Let's go. And uh, I don't well, know. I mean, he kind of uh, there was the no, I think you're right. She hustled a little bit. Yeah, you're right. No, no, I think. Yeah, but she he saw potential and he kind of groomed her. Exploited her. Yeah. Uh, and to become uh, and he gets a cut of it. So, you know, and ultimately she meets the king of pinball himself who has his own like warehouse where he has his pinball machines and they do some serious betting. Charles uh, Durning again. Charles Durning again. He looks a little better in this movie, 1979. Yeah. So this is 20 years prior to his he, he appearance. Jumped, he was just as fat. He could walk. He could get around. You know what I mean? He had mobility. Uh, I, I'm, I, you can see me on the video. Just poor guy. Anyway. You know, it used to, you were showing video, uh, pictures of myself, and I'd look just as big as Denny. So no, I wasn't uh, seeing that. Listen, uh, he was in Meatballs Three Summer Job. He was that guy, really? in the doorman. At oh, that's the right. Gates of Heaven. Yeah, uh, that's a good movie. So Tilt was pretty good. I, I liked it. I she, thought it was pretty good, and and uh, she was fourteen years old. I mean, and she she held yeah. the movie. October thirty first, Halloween. We kicked it with the remake, How to Make a Monster, from 2001. But was it really a remake? It was its own film. I think it was Cinemax or one of those cable companies had a deal with How to Make a Monster was from 1958. And we actually watched it. It's a terrific film, real head up its own ass type of film where a horror movie company a film production company this is a movie about a movie no that, no no it's, it's they're making a video game well so i was just talking about the original the original oh, was a yeah 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 Yeah, the original was like this guy who's uh makeup. national pictures yeah he would do like a werewolf makeup uh, and he would also drug the actors so they would wear the makeup and murder and kill. murder werewolf in los angeles so in the 2001 remake, and this was, so they took a series of these American international picture movies and reimagined them or remade yeah. them for the premium cable company, which I think is Cinemax. It's like, when you hear it, you just go, oh man. And one of them was How to Make a Monster with Julie Strain and from 2001. Yeah, Julie Strain, right. And she, she actually, she's topless, right? They got she's the cable. Definitely topless. She's the only one. Jump. Yeah, they make her jump. That's what this movie's about. So these video game uh, programmers create a monster. They make a monster in the video game who comes out in real life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because of a lightning strike. Yeah, and then they, they defeat him in his video game world. And for people who ever played a video world. game, yeah, or fans of 20-year-old graphics will really appreciate yeah, right. the... Uh, lawnmower man virtuosity quality right. of uh of this monster they defeat they basically hit the space bar a couple of times 
and he's like, <laughs> yeah, Clea Duvall, right? Who we saw yeah. in Wildflowers, Wild. Oh right, yeah, yeah, Wildflower from the Petaluma movie with the yeah with Daryl Salido, yeah, beep, beep. <laughs> and <laughs> Kareem Prince was uh, the he was in Men in White. We saw him as a he he was a famous Power Ranger. Right, uh, that's right. Also, Colleen Camp, who we know from the Rosebud Beach Hotel. Yeah, and, and a lot of other from, movies from, from Wayne's World. And But you personally know from a police academy for uh, Citizens on Parole. She, she, was, was she was with Tackleberry, I believe. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Well, okay, it's uh, it was also, good. Well, okay, okay. So on November 7th, we watched Limit Up. 1989 and um this was nancy allen nancy allen this is an interesting movie uh the director made of it's a chicago-based film from the 80s it yeah. had uh if you like training places with Eddie murphy and dan Aykroyd, this is another commodities comedy starring saturday night lives Vanessa uh vance the late, uh, danita vance danita vance uh yeah. danita vance and brad hull were on uh snl during the 80s and right they show up and Dean Stockwell's in this film, and there's another like yep. big week guy. Uh, uh, but, there's Rance Howard, the father of uh, yeah, of uh, Clint Howard. Howard, but also like Ray, Dean Stockwell Ray, and Dean Stockwell, Dean Stockwell. That's a big one. Yeah, and the Ray Charles is in it. So basically, this Nancy Allen has an opportunity. She her dream is to become a commodities trader, get off the floor, and uh, she gets carrots dangled in front of her, and she meets like a young like Brad Hall, and they play cute. But one day. She meets uh, Denisha Vance, who like says, you know, fuck everyone, do it your own way. Well, because she's the devil, she pretends. Yeah. So yeah, it comes out that she has magical powers, and she's like just fucking, she's fucking things up, and she's showing up Nancy Grace Allen's life, and uh, then it gets like so. It's like this, you know, it's that's so weird. But then it gets into this like socialist. I don't know what was the deal. Like they well, go yeah, to like okay. so. This she shows up and like I'm a demon. I want yeah. to make the price of soybeans go up to the roof. Right, because limit up. This movie was educational. It was an edutainment movie. I really do feel like this guy was trying to make his point. They literally had a point where a woman in a classroom talked about you know the politics yeah. of commodity trading, and you're like, what's this movie doing? But limit up, if I remember, is that if you sell too much soybeans or the price gets too crazy yeah if the price gets too crazy and you see that there's going to be a crash essentially you make a limit you just say no more trading and there's also limit down so she thinks that this devil woman wants her to make people you know cause famines so what she connives to do is screw herself over in her career and everything and make the price go down, limit yeah. down. And limit that down. way it would be super cheap and it would feed all of the hungry people in these different continents because yeah. the price was so cheap, they'd dump it to make the price stable. And that's what she does. And then at the end, Denise Vance is like, okay, great. I'm, don't worry about it. I'm not going to get you. You you passed the test or whatever. She was an angel. The she was an angel. Was. And she was Ray reporting Charles. to Ray Charles all this whole time, who I guess who's God. And Ray Charles, you know, this it was like the magical Negro. And and I again. Uh, I don't uh, know that stereotype. You mentioned all throughout the episode. Yeah, I, I just. Talk to the, you about it. It's just who like this. 
this what play, movie uh, has the magical negro what uh legend of bagger vance for that will smith movie he helps uh uh the, okay the that's golfer. kind of modern you're talking like there's always green mile but i mean it's it's a trope as they say it's a cliche you know and okay. it's just i didn't i didn't remember that when i saw the movie back in the day right uh, i also saw it on an airplane yeah, I know. And then I've never seen it again. And now it's on YouTube. So God yeah, bless on that's that. That's the show. And I, I like, you know, it was, I like both the, the SNL actors. Uh, you know, it was great to see both of them again and uh, uh, in, in a movie. But it was, yeah. And then just like uh, the funny thing I remember about that movie is that Ray Charles is out in the streets and he has a saxophone and he's playing yeah. in front of a brick wall of a building. Right. He finally has the opportunity to perform in a club in Chicago. And the back, the back wall is a brick wall. And it's like, you know, <laughs> could you get you curtains? <laughs> well, that's Slim It Up. It's a strange movie. Uh, and the, you know what? The director himself posted it on his YouTube channel. And so, and not much, you know, more, more discussions about commodities, I guess, or politics, or what have you. But that was pretty interesting. Uh, all right. The next one you have to lead because it was a switcheroo. On November 14th, we watched The Defective Detective with Jerry Lewis. Yeah, and it has several other uh, AKA uh, movie titles, but this is the one where you can find it on YouTube. And it was great find on YouTube. You know, Jerry Lewis in the 80s made two films in France, and one of the agreements was, don't you ever show it in the United States. Well, thanks to YouTube, is everyone can see it. Uh, and basically, he is a Las Vegas cop. He probably just caught Stella Stevens from Nutty Professor. <laughs> you know, they were Nutty Professor again. Wow, that's weird. The co-stars of Nutty Professor both played Las Vegas, well, criminal and cop, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's like the Las Vegas heat. Anyway, I'm rambling. He lands in Paris. He lands in France. And he sees his fame. He loves his opera star. And he sees her in yeah. the airport. And I love you. And he pulls out a cassette player. He's there because he's visiting his ex-wife and her new husband who picks him up at the airport. He's like a famous French guy. And, uh, but in this movie, he's just a deadpan clown and they get into trouble, but he's also and a They cop. do fish burger stuff. Yeah. They like, they are quibble over the TV set and food. And, uh, you know, they sit by a swimming pool and try to have dinner and shit like that. A lot of like slapstick crap. Falling off the roof. You know, Jerry was flipping an egg. He was making breakfast and from the skillet, and he it doesn't come. And he looks up, it doesn't fall. the The guy comes in, has a conversation, and <laughs> lands on his head. <laughs> We're laughing, but it wasn't good. The movie. But then the movie, like I did the research, but I, to this day, I don't understand the plot. I just don't get it. I think like there was a corrupt french cop who wants yeah, the well, french cop husband to they wanted uh, to smuggle this art you see yeah the opera, opera singer is actually an art form right yeah yeah they into counterfeit art they sell the counterfeit art they don't afford it uh and they were going to get jerry to they're going to put the painting in his it was one of those weird movies where they clash and then jerry leaves halfway through but he doesn't leave and then he <laughs> and then they he crashes the opera uh mr magoo style uh, as a Jerry Lewis fan, I definitely recommend seeing it because what? you don't have the opportunity to see it. It's not good, but it's an, it's rare to see all his films. Either. Next week, uh, the following week on uh, uh, November 12th, uh, 21st, we watched Hardly Working from 1980. Jerry Lewis, again, a comeback film for him. The original yeah. Turk. 
He was that's their ad campaign. The year after the jerk made money, he yep. came back. Yeah. Now the best thing at, that I liked about this film was all that wind. All that rustling. Oh, it drives trees. me crazy. They're the out in Florida. Florida. Yeah, the trees are going. Jerry's talking, his hair's flapping. Can't stand that. Uh, he uh, it was a clown. He, him and Billy Barty had an act. Uh, the boss comes in after a show. They, hey, it's, I, I see cry. me in my tent. Hey, it's the boss. Yeah, hey, I want you to see me in my tent. And you're fired. Yeah. yeah. Well, he told the, everyone. And yeah, we had a sad clown. Remember, there were all these different feelings for the film, different themes. It didn't make sense. It started off, oh, this movie's going to be about the sad clown. Then he becomes a reasonable individual who's out of work at his sister's house with right, Harry Mudd. And then when he gets his jobs, he's like, I am stupid. It does it's a very sense. long montage of him doing various jobs that you would get. A stripper bart uh, bartender. Yeah. And then uh, Benny Hanna, chef, that not only was so it, insulting was and it was so... the movie poster <laughs> he does asian stereotypes like so and so with the big buck teeth and yeah it's just so awful yeah uh well he then gets a job in the post office because it's always work at the post office and he and along this whole time he met a young lady and her Beloved. son and Who was the green up, girl in Star Trek? Yes, the famous green girl that uh, uh, Spock, uh, not Spock, Captain Kirk encountered. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it just so happened his new boss is the father of this girl woman that he's been uh, yeah. courting this whole time Courting. in Florida. Yeah. Uh, November, like November 28th, we watched Finders Keepers from 1984, one of two Finders movies. This one was actually Richard Lester, a little-known film from the director of Hard Day's Night and Rick Superman. Lester. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's basically a very strange and but broad uh, grifter comedy where, you know, not only did the hero was a grifter, but he was raised by a grifter who shows up two-thirds Lou of the movie. Jr. Yeah. And he shows up, like, not even halfway through the movie, like, towards yeah. the end of it. But he does great. If you're a fan of Richard Lester, I've never even heard of this film, so I was kind of glad to see it. It's definitely a full-on kind of floppy feel to it. If you want to see Jim Carrey, like, not being Jim Carrey, just pretending he's a yeah. dumb guy, then this is the film for you. In December, December 5th, just a couple weeks ago, we watched Massacre at Central High. This movie is a strange film, and you would figure that he, there would be guns involved there's no guns involved there yeah. is sabotage of wind jammers there's uh explosive a massacre film but there's no slashing there's no yeah. bloody murder he it's does bombs. clever he does clever little tricks bombs dynamite rock slide right dynamite yeah. avalanche right yeah like perfect timing it just so happens and he went to the hang glider and he undid the do not electrocute button <laughs> yeah they had a do not electrocute button and he disabled it yeah. so when the guy was going to electrocute he kept pressing the button and it goes click 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 what this damn thing he oh, sabotages a, a paraglider and so the paraglider loses control and goes to electrical wire like the perfect timing he hits the wire it, it is uh, outrageous and you know what it's, this movie is like we have favorites uh, this is like the 
our listeners' favorites. I mean, we have uh, one of our listeners, Jill, brought recommended up a, it. Yeah, but everyone I know, like uh, my friends, are like, oh, you did that movie. That's a great movie. So it's like a lot of people like that movie a lot. On December twelfth, we watched an American Werewolf in Paris only because yeah. it was on YouTube, and that's from nineteen ninety seven. Right. It was a uh, belated sequel to the early eighties American Werewolf in London. Julie, Julie Deppley. Oh yeah, Deppley. You know she was also in Kill Bill. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and she she was. I I read about her after we talked about her on the show because I was like, I can't believe I wasn't that prepared because I know she did two days in Paris and two days in New York with uh, Chris Rock, and I think she was in another movie with Chris Rock, and that's why she picked them. Yeah, she this movie she hated making it. She only did it because she had to pay rent. She said, "I'll never do Hollywood movies again," which wasn't true, but but she did walk away. You yeah. know, she meant it at the time. Um. And this also had, um, I, I had a celebrity comedian countdown with Craig Loigren, who was invited to be on the podcast, but he didn't make it. So he did the countdown. He really would have been good on this. He really, uh, he enjoyed this film, but he didn't like the computer graphics. Well, it he was did. one of those new movies back in the day that was using computer graphics. It wasn't right. just Godzilla that was doing it back in 97 or Congo. It was also American World. And what were the special effects? They bungee jump off the Eiffel Tower? No, the special, I mean, yes, but that, that could have been practical. I don't well, know. It's right, but it's the werewolves that were. Yeah, that was. So, you know, yeah, the first movie was well known for its Rick Baker practical, and this one was computer generated. Right. Uh, yeah. I also like he had buddies who's an American in Paris, and he was with some bros, you know, and. Right. Uh, they were all like, go Mac on her, you know. Wow, Carl, I love this episode. We did it in one breath. There's a lot of great free movies on YouTube. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mini Radio. We'll be back next Sunday. Driving through, what is, what is this? This is called the oil patch. And this is...
What? Wow. 
flat. Six point four. Black. Equals big. Plastic. MutinyRadio.fm. Red lips 
Hey, she's a real, she's a real groovy girl. She's got red lips. Can't you hear me, God? She's a real groovy girl. And she's got red lips. Man, she's a real, she's, she's so real. She's so real. She's so real.
together The spotlight's hitting something that's been known to change the weather We'll kill the battered cop tonight and stick around You're gonna hear electric music, solid balls of sound So count me in wrong, have you seen them yet? Oh, but this is based out Let's not overdo it. What do you mean overdo it? We want to sing it Now, wait a minute, boys. Yeah, it's pretty. Why can't we sing it again? Alvin, cut that down. Wait a minute. Simon, will you come down?
Christmas Eve night. The cat leaped from his shark and he laid down his sack. He began wailing like mad. The cool Applejack. Then up to the rooftops the cat like flew and the cat in red followed on through. Pops was wigged behind this crazy scene and before he was straight, down came the cat right through the chimney grate. 
jive he had on his back as he stood digging pops who was blowing his stack. His eyeballs were hid by some cold black shades. When pops dug this action, he knew this cat was made. A king-sized cigarette hung from his chops as he eased up close and sounded on pops. I'm the bebop Santa from the cool North Pole, and I've been down since the days of old. I'm known all over from here to eternity, and a stud's mighty square if he don't dig me. So cast thy peepers into my righteous bag and see what insane object I shall lay on thee. Here's a record by Dez, cut when he was two, a real boss arrangement of For moms, a mink outfit, Chanel number five, and for you little kitties, my new book on jive. So that's it, Pops, Santa did shout. Then he buttoned his cashmere and quickly cut out. Poor Pops was wigging and he was out of his head to dig this wild character who wore all the red. He ran to the table to cop him a drink to quiet his nerves and to help him to think. Just then from below he heard a voice shout, have a crazy cool Christmas, but don't get knocked out. Cause both of them is bony Gotta do it like this Like Chachi and Joey Cut cheese and cheese And I'm the macaroni So why all the fight? Why all the fuss? Cause I, I ain't got no death Yeah You know I'm getting silly Got a grandma Easily and a grandma Tilly I'm the grand royal friends And I'm also a member Born on the cusp In the month of the November I do the patty duke In the case you don't remember Well I freak a fucking beat Like the shit was in a blender Born, born, born 
I'm not the herb. Well, it's not the herb, but the spice with the flavor to spare. The move with the fork for your dairy. Yeah. Well, we're on the topic, yes. I'd like to mention when it comes to morning. I'm not the space in zone in, talking on the phone in. My brain is roaming. I don't know where it's going. Yeah. Talking lots of shit, a little tweaking on the weekend. Yeah. Gotta get up out of range, cause I know that I'm fucking. Yeah. Well, I'm a funky stubborn, and I'm a Scorpio. And when I got the flow, I'm doctor on the go. So QT, what you want the mic for? Because I have to talk about the Come on my face, I like mace Cause I back them off with the quills Cause I had to tell you, nigga cause I keep it under grills Rest of one nine one one sixteenth half of performance boulevard Yeah, but I'm from Manhattan, MCA's from Brooklyn Yeah, MCA, you should be cooking Rain Mathers on the court and I can't be beat But yo, Tim, what's up with your boots on your feet? Got the timbers on the toes and this is how it goes
riding with her bow Through the streets covered white with snow Happy smiles everywhere you go Christmas night in Harlem People are feeling mighty good In that good old neighborhood Here it now be it understood Christmas night in Harlem Oh, everyone is gonna sit up Until after three Everyone We be all lit up Like a Christmas tree Oh, come on now Every Jane and Joe Greet your sweet meat the mistletoe With the kiss and hidey ho Christmas night in Harlem Yeah. Hey. 
the sound of rejoicing fill the days yet to pass. May the joy of the season hold your heart in its grasp. So I shout, welcome to you. Hooray, hallelujah, cause Christmas is coming at last. Christmas is coming, the whole world is humming, cause Christmas is coming.
Christmas card I write Me or this be 
Happy crowds are mingling, but there's no one that I know. I'm sure that you'll forgive me if I don't enthuse. I guess I've got the Christmas blues. 
I've done my window shopping There's not a store I've missed But what's the use of stopping When there's no one on your list You'll know the way I'm feeling When you love and you lose I guess I've got the Christmas blues When somebody wants you Somebody needs you Christmas is a joy of joy But friends, when you're lonely You'll find that it's only A thing for little girls and little boys May all your days be merry Your seasons full of cheer But till it's January I'll just go and disappear Oh, Santa may have brought you Some stars for your shoes But Santa only brought me the blues Those brightly packaged tinsel-covered Christmas blues Sorry, Kathy. We'll wait for you here at the top of the hill. Get some action from the back section. Aren't these wildflowers pretty? Very pretty. Out here in the country, everything is beautiful. And just think, Uncle Earl, God made it all. All for us, didn't he? He certainly did. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In six days. Some people think the Bible means the world was created in six days, Bill, but others believe the stars and the earth were created, and then something terrible happened to the earth, and it became a ruin, without form, empty, and in darkness. You mean when the angel Lucifer turned against God and became Satan, the devil? Rockin', not perfection! Don't flip it, don't slip it, and let your spine unwind! Just take a break! 